The woman in your life will do what she must do to comfort you and calm you down and let you rest now. The woman in your life, she can rest so easily. She does everything you do because the woman in your life is you. Women's Spaces. My name is Elaine B. Holtz, and I'm your host. With me at the board is my best friend, my partner, my engineer, and my co-producer, Ken Norton. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. What an exciting day. We have a new president and a new vice president. Congratulations. Congratulations to Joe Biden, President-elect Joe Biden, and Vice President-elect Pamela Harris. What an exciting, what an exciting time this is. You know, it's really interesting when I was watching the television and I saw Kamala Harris come across the stage in that beautiful white suit. All I could do was stand up and jump. Kamala, Kamala, Kamala. It was just so exciting, especially here we are, the 100th anniversary since women got the vote and this has happened. It's just, it's just an amazing feeling. And I don't know about the rest of you, but boy, I'll tell you something. Once I saw that uh, acceptance speech, I felt like this huge, huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. My goodness, finally, a decision was made. And I mean, our, our current president still has not conceded, but uh, I'm sure he will. It's just going to take time. And you know, it's interesting. You know, I want to, I, I read the uh, uh, Never Enough by Donald Trump's uh, uh, niece, I believe it was. And one of the things that he said in his family, their whole attitude was is there was only winners, no losers. Either you were a winner or a loser. And I think that he's probably struggling with that right now. So it must be difficult for him to have to face some of the uh, issues that are going on right now, especially the fact that he did lose the election. I mean, I know they're threatening all kinds of things, and we'll see. You know, that's that's what a democracy is all about. We can challenge one another, we can speak out, we can do all kinds of other things. Well, I have two special guests joining me on the phone today, and because of the election... I thought it would be wonderful to just have Pat Sable on, who was the Democratic Party chair of the Central Committee for the Democratic Party in Sonoma County. And we're going to talk about the election and what took place both nationally and locally, just to give us kind of a, of a feeling. Because some, some things that we, uh, I'm a little bit disappointed when I was listening to the results about the affirmative action to open it up again. But you know, I think the country is in a place where there's a lot of confusion right now. And hopefully the next couple of years that that can be straightened out. And as Americans, we can all start looking at our country and looking at some of the issues that we have and, you know, be on the same page together a little bit closer, if you know what I mean. Well, also joining me on the phone is one of my regular guests. In fact, Susan Lamont was the first person that I interviewed when I had my television show. So I always, I always have a little special, a special place in my heart for her. But the reality is Susan Lamont and a group of wonderful activists worked on the uh, Measure P uh, issue, which is the Evelyn Cheatham Effective Independent Office of Law Enforcement Review and Outreach Iolero Ordinance. And you know, what's so exciting about having Susan on is because as far as I am concerned, when I look at Measure P, Measure P came about because of activism. 
because of strong activism. You know, I also want to do a little shout out uh, from a, a, a real, what I consider a strong activist, uh, my dear friend Mary Moore. And she, I don't know if this letter is going to be printed, but I did get a copy of this. And one of the things she says, I just want to read this to you. Many of us came together in the mid 19th. 90s to document and try to change this tendency, this tendency of law enforcement using excessive force. And we managed to get the U.S. Civil Rights Commission to hold hearings here, thanks to a gentleman by the name of Cruz Reynoso, R-E-Y-N-O-S-O. And then in 1999, they had hearings, and also in the year 2000, and I have it right in front of me, the community concerns about law enforcement in Sonoma County, there was a report by the California Advisory Committee to the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights, and they made many, many recommendations. And what was so interesting is I don't believe there was one of the recommendations that was implemented. And when the folks came together in 2013, after the death of young Andy Lopez, it was discovered how long this county has been working to try to get some oversight. Well, it finally happened. But the most important thing that people must recognize, and I put I capitalize must. This was a grassroots movement. It's great that a lot of the politicians took over. A shout out to Mike McGuire, a shout out to Jim Gore, a shout out to the whole Sonoma County Board of Supervisors for standing up and allowing it to go on the ballot. But the bottom line, folks, is this was a grassroots movement, just like we heard on the show before us with uh, with Amy Goodman, all the grassroots organizing that it has taken to even elect a new president. So we must be aware of that because this gives people confidence. It shows what happens when people come together with a common goal and their persistence. Persistence is the key to change. And listen, change is coming. There is no, there's no fighting it. We have to change. Change is inevitable and change is important. You know, but it's hard. It's difficult. You know, I want to tell you a funny story. When when Ken and I first came together, all of a sudden we start rearranging. Uh, he moved in and we start rearranging the furniture. And he said, you know, we got to move the couch a certain way. And I said, oh, really? We have to move the couch a certain way? So we moved the couch for two weeks. Do I like the couch there? Maybe we should move it back. Oh, it's good. You know, until I finally said, you know something, this couch really looks good where it is. Now, you might think that's a silly story, and it is. I mean, imagine making such a big deal over a couch. The idea that I'm trying to express is how difficult change is, and we all have to acknowledge that in each other. But Measure P is bringing about a great change in this community. And I have Susan Lamont coming on. She's going to talk about the historical perspective of Measure P and also the impact that it's going to have on our county. And I want to thank uh, Mary Moore for sending me this information. And she has been a diligent working along with uh, John Mutz and a whole bunch of other people behind the scenes getting this measure not only on the ballot, but get it elected, get it passed. And guess what? The most exciting thing about it is 66% of those who voted approved it. 66%. And folks, a lot of people that were against Measure P put a lot of money to try to defeat it. But no, because we, the people, have spoken.
Well, you know, I am really thrilled about today's show, and I'm I'm actually happy when I think about the history that we are the shoulders, rather, of the women that all of us are standing on from the past. I mean, Kamala Harris didn't get up there just by a whim. It's taken years and years of activism. Look, we tried to elect a woman president with Hillary Clinton. Impossible. It just was really sad that that happened. But, again... Little by little change. Now we have a woman in the position of of vice president. And there was a a thing that came out on on Facebook that I just thought was really interesting. It was all these pictures of all these different male (laughs) male vice presidents. And there was Kamala Harris standing there. So congratulations. Congratulations to the people of the United States for going to the polls, for standing in line for mailing in your ballots early, for making sure you check to make sure your ballot was in, to all the secretaries of state who allowed the counts to go on, to all the voter registration offices who did extra work to make sure people had drop-off spots, to all the courts that said no to some of the resistance that was going on. I mean, it takes a whole village to bring forward any kind of change. So thank you all. Well, you know, our history is our strength, and I just thought it was really interesting that on November 8th, today's November 9th, but on November 8th, 1984, Dr. Anna L. Fisher, a physician on the shuttle Discovery, becomes the first American mother and third American woman to fly into space. I love that, the first American mother. <laughs> what, what strides we made? You know, what strides we've made? And, you know, one of the things that happened on November 11th, which I think is, is, is so worth mentioning the Vietnam Women's Memorial is dedicated in Washington, D.C. after being conceived by former Army combat nurse Diane Carlson Evans and sculptured by Glenna Godaker to honor the 265,000, 265,000 women who voluntarily served during the Vietnam era. Well, thank you for that. And one last thing. One last thing I want to say and say happy birthday. And this is to a very, very special person who was born on November 8th, 1897 and made her transition in 1980. That was Dorothy Day, social reformer, suffragist and peace activist, co-founder of the Catholic Workers Movement and edited the Catholic Workers newspaper. Amazing. And as I try to do when I look at our history or our birthdays, I try to include women of color. Very important that we acknowledge our sisters of all persuasion. And happy birthday, which was on November 8th, 1920, and she made her transition in 1998, was Esther Rowley, one of the founding members of the renowned Negro Ensemble Company, and in 1968 created the role of Florida Evans in Maude, starred in Good Times, 1970 to 1979. I remember that. I remember Good Times, and I remember her. She was just an amazing woman. Well, happy birthday to all these women, and a big Big shout out for the two women that I I announced before that for all the things that they did. We have a lot to be proud of as women. 
You know, we have a lot to be proud of. And we are the birthers. We are the ones who bring forth the future. And I want to remind all the women out there how important it is to understand that. We are responsible for bringing life onto this planet. Therefore, we must always stand up for injustice. We must always fight against injustice. We must always stand for peace. Because we bring forward the children. And guess what, folks? We want a better future for all of them. You know, and I hope as we have a new president and new ways and new things to do things, that we find a way to connect those 565 children that were taken away from their parents at the border. Can you imagine we didn't even keep a record? Oh, I mean, it just gives me chills. Imagine if that was you standing at the border with your child and someone yanked it out of your arms. Boy, would you <laughs> – I know what I would do. I'd probably get killed in the making. But <laughs> just some of the things to think about. As you can tell, I'm very excited. I really am. I have faith again. I have a little bit more faith and trust. I mean, it was, it's been a grueling, it's been a grueling experience this whole election season. It really has. Again, thank you. Thank you to all the activists. I mean, thank you to the Black Lives Matter. I mean, all the people that came out. I mean, all the organizations, all the coalitions that have been formed. Like I said, it takes a village to make changes. Anyway. We're going to take a musical break before I have Pat Sabo on. And I just have to play this song because it says so much. It's called It's Political, and it's sung by Shannon LeBray. We're going to play a three-minute portion. It's a six-minute song, but I'm only going to play half of it. And then when we come back, we'll be talking with Pat Sabo, Democratic Party Chair of the Central Committee for the Democratic Party of Sonoma County. And we're going to talk about the election and what took place both nationally and locally. So let's go ahead, Ken. It's Political, sung by Shannon LeBray. Oh, it's political. It's so ridiculous and cynical. You must. 
have we not seen for the past six months, maybe the past year, that is definitely political, political, political. Well, welcome back. And for you folks just tuning in and listening to, you are listening to KBBF 89.1 FM, Calistoga, Santa Rosa. I want to remind my listeners the opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of KBBF, its board of directors, and members of Women's Spaces. But you know something, I can't hide my excitement, so I know everybody knows exactly what I'm feeling. But anyway, remember the opinions expressed here. Anyway, welcome back. You are listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine Holtz, Elaine B. Holtz. And without further ado, I want to introduce my guest joining me on the phone, Pat Sable, party chair of the Central Committee for the Democratic Party of Sonoma County. Pat, welcome. Welcome to Women's Spaces. Elaine, thank you so much for having me and allowing me um, the opportunity to speak with you this morning. And uh, to all you listeners out there, um, thank you for tuning in. Oh, and I'm so excited. Before we start, Pat, I just want to tell folks a little bit about you. Is that okay? Oh, yes, of course. Pat has been a resident of Sonoma County since 1973, and I'm I'm proud to announce that I've only met her a few months ago, and I'm so impressed. <laughs> Early, I've been so impressed, Pat. I want to thank you so much. She received her teaching credential from Sonoma State University in 1976 and taught mathematics in the Hillsburg United uh, Unified School District. She served as president and bargaining chair for her local teachers union and was active at the regional and statewide level with the California Teachers Association, working on major statewide campaigns and propositions. After her retirement, oh, this is this is when it gets good, because after we retire, that's when we really start working, she helped a former student. You know, I, I have to ask you this. When you say former student, does his uh, name start with an M? Yes, it does. Yes. And the, 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 the first and last. Uh, that's my dear, dear friend, Mike McGuire, <laughs> for the California State Senate. And I, I have to say that you've always made such a good, call, a very good choice. He's excellent. After his election, she worked part-time as a district representative in Santa Rosa office. And then she retired in 2019. And then she began working with the Democratic Central Committee in 2002. And after a few years off, and returning back to 2014, she became the party chair in February 2019. Well, wow, that's quite a resume. Do you, anything you'd like to add, Pat? You know, no, um, that pretty well sums it up. Um, I, I, I will throw in there, I, I also coached throughout my career. I, I coached uh, 
girls softball in high school. And I think that um, that whole concept of team sports plays into how um, I do things. That's amazing. And, you know, before before Title IX, you know, I remember, you know, I also, you know, I graduated Sonoma State in 1975, just a year before you, you got your teaching credential. And I remember when we were in the Women's Studies course, they came into class, one of our classes, and they said there was a big, there was a big to-do because there was a woman, a young woman trying to play, I think it was be on a football team or a soccer team, one or the other. And there was just a big uproar from women, and that's when we got Title IX changed and women were allowed to play in all these competitive sports so thank you so much for doing that I mean that must have been a wonderful wonderful time for you particularly it was one of the first waves of women being able to play sports well absolutely Uh, you know unfortunately as you said prior to title nine we were kind of relegated to you know the playground and uh, (laughs) didn't have the opportunities but as we know throughout life experiences, just because you don't have the opportunities doesn't mean you stop and you make sure you move forward, making sure that you fight so that those who follow do have the opportunities. And uh, fortunately, we're at that point in history when we uh, have seen the election of Kamala Harris as vice president of the United States. You know, when I saw her walk across the stage in that white suit, I just jumped. I just jumped up and down, screaming, "Kamala, Kamala!" Kamala. I, mean, I mean, you know, because here we are in the hundredth anniversary, and here we finally, we. I mean, it's just it's it's amazing. Well, Pat, you know. I brought you on because I really think it's very important that people get like kind of an oversight of what happened in this election and also to recognize that it was we the people that made this happen. I mean, there was so much money put into different, different kinds of initiatives and measures that really actually end up passing rather than being defeated. So before we start though, can you give us a little background? And I'm curious and I'm sure people, what is the Central Committee? You know, what are their responsibilities, particularly in California and the Sonoma County Central Committee? Yeah, I'm happy to. Um, One of the things that I think everyone should obviously be aware of, if you register in the state of California as a Democrat, you're automatically a member of the California Democratic Party. And um, the Democratic State Central Committee is the governing body of the Democratic Party here in California. And and what the county, the Sonoma County Democratic Central Committee is, it is um, a part of that governing body at local level. And what we are is we're actually that platform which allows local Democrats to uh, participate and be a voice in the state Democratic Party. So we're duly elected. Uh, we are elected... Every four years in the uh, primary election for the presidency. So we have a central committee that was elected in March and will be taking um, office in January of 2021. You know, it's interesting. 
it's inter- it's interesting that you bring that up because for myself it was the first time that we actually Ken and I actually voted for people to go on the central committee. It was, it was interesting as until this year and this this first election from the central committee. I really didn't know that we could elect them. So I'm sure other people are not as aware as they should be about what the central committee is all about. Well, what what are some of your challenges? What what are some of the challenges you you face not only as a chair but particularly as a woman? Well, you know, I, I'm not sure. Um you know, challenges, I guess, if we allow them to become challenges, will always be there. And I think what um, many of us have tried to do throughout our lives is, uh, you know, look at those and make sure that the challenge doesn't become a barrier. Accept it as a challenge and then move forward with it. So one of the things that is obviously very difficult, um, no matter where you are within the Democratic Party, is that concept of we're such a diverse group. So um, oftentimes, as a as a you know retired junior high school teacher, I kind of put myself back into the classroom setting when it comes to uh, trying to um, run a meeting uh, to get people on the same page to come to agreement. And um, I really do you know call upon that experience working with junior high students. Oftentimes, when I'm when I am um, trying to coordinate where we and how we move forward to get things done. Well, I could I could totally relate to that because it's very it's hard you know it's hard to change and it's hard to be part of a group you know these are two real to me are always been big challenges because sometimes to be part of an organization you have to compromise you have to you have to listen a little bit harder and I I really I really see that but I I'm amazed at how well organized our community is as far as the Democratic Party goes I mean and I want to I want to do a shout out to everybody I mean all the phone banking and all I mean, even got my sister Evelyn writing postcards. I mean, it was, it, it's, it's been an amazing election. Well, let's talk about the election a little bit. You know, I understand here in Sonoma County, we had a turnout of sixty-five percent. I mean, I, that's the highest I've seen really in a long. In, I mean, almost in my lifetime, to be honest with you. You know, I, I, I'd like to update that for you, Lane. Um, um, actually, uh, as of. Uh, the end of Thursday, um, I believe that's up to seventy-five percent. Oh my God! I mean, I, I mean, amazing! I mean, you people yeah. just came out. I mean, this is across the nation. It's just amazing. It's just amazing. It is amazing, and I think that, as you said, it speaks volumes. And I hope for all of us who may, over a period of time, have become um, a bit in our thoughts of, of what our votes mean, and um, I hope that it really speaks to first-time voters and young voters of how important their vote is. Their vote is that voice that they thought they didn't have, and I, I truly believe that this election has brought to the forefront how important your vote is. Oh, definitely. And, you know, do you, do you know what the national average was? Yeah, I, I went online and checked it out. I, I, I looked through a lot of different um, sources. And as of Friday, it is uh, 66.8%. Oh, my God. 60. Yeah, which is incredible. Oh, my God. I mean, I've, I've always seen it in the 30s. 
I've never even seen it in the forties that I could remember. I mean, that. Yeah. And I, and as I said, I just, I, I think that's the message. Well, on the national, let's start first with the national before we go to local. Mm-hmm. Besides the president, I mean, and besides having a woman vice president, like I said, I mean, I, I still see her walking across. That was such an honor. You know, I interviewed a woman by the name of Earth Mama who wrote the song Standing on the Shoulders. And ah. when I saw Kamala walking across in that white suit, I could see her standing on all these white women, black women, Asian women, all these women that have come before that have struggled so hard. In fact, we just wished a happy birthday to Dorothy Day, who was very, very uh, prominent in, in movement. So it, it, it was an amazing experience. On a national level, besides the president, what do you think, you know, what was one of the, the more important things that you saw happen, particularly maybe uh, with some of the concern that you might have had about what wasn't going to vote or what wasn't going to pass? Well, you know, nationally, I, I know that um, all the pundits are trying to put on, well, you know, the Democrats really didn't do that good. They lost seats in the House. Uh, uh, they thought they were going to easily win the Senate. Um, I'd like to remind everybody that, you know, we have taken back the White House. We do control the House of Representatives. And we have a shot at the Senate with the two um, uh, runoff seats in Georgia. So, you know, put ever, whatever spin you want on that. Um, I think the Democrats uh, did well. Um, and if you look at the trends nationally, look at the fact that the states that we flipped and where they are geographically, and I think importantly also is look at those states that we perhaps did not flip but what that, how close that vote is. An example would be looking at North Carolina. Um, if this trend continues within four years, we may have North Carolina in addition to Georgia and, you know, out here in the Southwest, um, Arizona. Amazing. So you, see, you see those changes. And I, and I think what has happened is we have to look at the change in demographics. Who is voting now? And what their concerns are, and that's that's important. Well, it's the young. It's we the, have to listen to them. It's the young people who are concerned about their future. I mean, I've interviewed several, you know, from the Sunrise Movement and some of the environmental you know, groups. You know, Elaine, I, it's really interesting you say that. I, I'd like to. I, I did a little a little bit of research in preparation for this interview, but I'm going to try to give you an example. It's very difficult to do because. We don't have the, you know, we don't have the optics for this. This is going to be all verbal. But um, here's what statistics have shown. The When we talk about young voters, we're talking about 18 to 29-year-olds. In 2016, uh, 45 to 48% of that age group voted. This year, that has jumped to 53 to 56%. So even though, you know, we look at numbers and we go, oh, that doesn't seem so big, that is huge when you look at a bigger picture. 
Well, I'll and, tell you, I'll tell you a story, a quick story in here. My, sure. my, my granddaughter, Caitlin Jensen, who, by the way, her birthday is going to be coming up and she just happens to be turning 29. So she's at the end of this spectrum right now. I called her and, and on her cell phone and she says, Oh, grandma, I can't talk now. I says, Well, Katie, where are you? She says, Well, I'm with my friend and we're analyzing the ballot. We're voting together. Oh, nice. And I was, I was so amazed to hear that, you know, that we're studying the ballot and we're voting together. You know, it's not just going down the, you know, I said, well, how are you analyzing it? She said, well, we have some different groups that, that have made recommendations and then we're just having a talk between the two of us. And I thought that was just amazing to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you to all the young people that came out. It's just, <laughs> it's just amazing. Well, listen, we're coming, we're coming very quickly to the end of the segment. But I want to talk a little uh-huh. bit, a little bit locally. And for me personally, I mean, I have to say this: the biggest win in our community, and I'll be having Susan Lamont yeah. on afterwards. She's going to yeah. do the, she's going to do an overview. It was Measure P. So, can you talk about how 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 impacting that was in the election, and and if there's any other measure that you thought was really important that passed? Um, you know. We coordinated with the Measure P, the Yes on Measure P committee, and have been working with them um, actually before the primary, before uh, we went into the lockdown, we were out helping uh, gather signatures to make sure it got on the ballot um, prior to the epidemic or COVID and um, then having to have the Board of Supervisors vote to put it on. But we have been working with the Measure P, yes, on Measure P, from the beginning. Um, we are absolutely elated over the passage of this. And for us, what was um, so rewarding is the overwhelming vote in support of Measure P. 66%. has been made. And Sonoma County, I believe, is going to be leading the way for other counties in California and um, nationally. I think you're going to see some big changes coming forward in trying to have the change in not just the perception, but how we can work with law enforcement to bring about the necessary change. It's amazing. It's that, you know. It is amazing. Well, I, you know, we work, we, the whole thing around, you know, when I, when I first got involved with it, with the Andy Lopez situation to find out that Mm -hmm. in 2000, there was actually a report and recommendations were made and nothing was done. And to see it come from that place to this place. I I mean, just amazing. Any other, any other. Yeah. One of the other things I would like to, would actually like to point out also is, um, if we look at city council races, uh, school board races, and the changes that w- occurred there, uh, many first-time candidates, unseated um, incumbents. Um, it, it, you know, you look at what happened in Runner Park. Many young people who threw their hat into the ring, first-time novice in the way of politics, but so impassioned by wanting to do something and contribute to their community, we're victorious. Um, I, I'm going to give a shout-out to another former student of mine, and that is uh, Skylar Palacios in Healdsburg, 
who won a city council seat. Amazing. And also also what I was watching, because the whole idea of, of having Rosalind finally annexed and then going yeah. into district elections and then seeing, yeah. you know, seeing the again, again, a grassroots movement. I mean, this was this was a community movement because Eddie Alvarez run in spite of some of the kids that were. I mean, to me, we the people spoke during this election. Well, we've come to the end, uh, end of the segment. Are there any last words, any websites, anything Besides, you want to just shout, yay! <laughs> you know, I just, I, I you know, I, I said the other day um, when I was speaking with um, Trust Democrat, I, I have always appreciated the word hope, but I don't think it has had more meaning to me than it has since Saturday with the announcements by um, most major press organizations that it is president-elect Biden. Um, I just believe that the hope that has been brought back to this country and for all of us to, I mean, literally think about how you physically feel at this point, just within three days. Oh, well, when, when I woke up in the morning, and usually I'm one of these people that I got to have a cup of coffee, I got to, you know, before my eyes are really open, all of a sudden, Ken, I, I met Ken in the hallway, he says, they announced it, Biden won, I felt like someone took 10 bricks off of me, and I went, really? Oh, and ab- I- absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, and, well, and you know, I we know that this is not going to just all of a sudden change things, look, 70 million people voted for Trump. We have to recognize that and know that we have a lot of work ahead of us. I know. And um, it, it starts just as winning this election did with grassroots. It starts at grassroots level and having conversations with family members and friends who are not as happy as we are because their guy did not win. We have to have personal conversations and try to work through this, get through this together so that we truly can, you know, become a a nation that we all want. We become we the we we the people. We the people. We the people we the united. People. And it doesn't mean, you know, people don't have to understand. It doesn't mean we have to agree. It means no. that we just have to work together. And I want to say something, right? I just want to qualify something. You know, I know you're the Democrat. I'm a Democrat. And, you know, we're, we're talking about the Democrats and what our thoughts are. I have reached out to the Republican Party and I, I will reach out again. Anybody from the party that would love to come on to women's spaces, talk about some of the wins that you feel were important. I'm very mm-hmm. happy to have you on. All right, Pat Sable, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being on Women's Spaces. I want to thank you for all the good work you've done, all the great organizations, and just thank you. And, hey, we did it. (laughs) Yes, we did. And, Elaine, thank you for being that tireless advocate day after day. I truly appreciate it. And um, I can't wait till we finally get to, you know, get back together and – do things in person. Well, and also talking about activists, we're going to bring, I'm going to bring on afterwards, I mean, a really a diehard activist, and that's Susan Lamont. So thank you so much, yes. Pat Sable, and I wish you all the blessings in the world, and keep yeah. up the give, great give work. Give Susan my regards, please. Okay. Thank you. Thank you once thank again. You. And listen to the next song. It's called The Times Are Changing by uh, the Brothers and Sisters. So thank you so thank much, you. Pat. 
Okay, Ken. Oh, God, I love Pat Sable. I just, I just met her recently, and I'll tell you something. We've got the Democratic Party is in good hands. That's all I have to say. Okay, we're going to take a musical break again, and then we're going to get Susan Lamont on the phone. And man, time runs out on this on this show like I wouldn't believe. So let's go ahead, Ken, and play that song and get Susan on the phone. They're changing, for God's sakes, it's about time. <laughs> anyway, welcome back. You are listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holt. And joining me on the phone is Susan Lamont, who's an activist here in Sonoma County and has worked diligently with Measure P and on with the Andy Lopez Coalition and everything that surrounds that. And this morning, we're going to talk a little bit about the history of Measure P. Welcome, Susan. Welcome to Women's Spaces. Thanks for having me on, Elaine. Oh, I just love it. You know, well, you know, I want to get started because, you know, as you know, in the studio, time goes by really quick. Well, and- Elaine, I was going to ask you if I could. I have I have a list of all of the types of activism that have taken place since the late 1990s. And if we get talking, 
I, I won't get I won't get to that. Go ahead. Well, so I'd really like to start there. Go right so we, ahead, Susan. Oh, okay. So um, there are so many groups and individuals who brought us to this day, and from those who brought the California Advisory Committee to the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights to Sonoma County, to those who compiled the list of names of the dead, to the young people who led the protests against the killing of Andy Lopez, to those who went into the supervisor's chamber to make sure they would do something, to those who were harassed by law enforcement for their activism, sometimes mercilessly, to those who served on the CAE task force, to those who attended more meetings than they ever dreamed possible. Amen. To, yeah, to the directors of IOLERO, to the members of the Community Advisory Council, to those who organized protests, street theater, and discussions, to those who wrote letters and articles, recited poems, and sang songs, to those who fought for and designed Andy's Unity Park, to those who organized Andy's memorials, to those who spoke out, to those who helped get rid of Freitas, to those who worked and voted for a different kind of sheriff, to those who envisioned the ballot initiative, to those who collected signatures, to those who took to the streets after George Floyd was killed, to those who reported, to those who insisted that the supervisors put the Evelyn Cheatham Effective Iolero ordinance, ordinance on the ballot, to the supervisors for doing it, to those who have worked on the campaign by walking, texting, calling, donating, fundraising, organizing, to those who endorsed, to those who voted yes. It took every one of these efforts and people to make that possible. And whether we had won or lost, it was a mighty and righteous effort. And despite having won, the work will continue because there's always more to do. Now, I'm not going to, I don't want to list names because the names are just too many and I don't want anybody hurt because I left them out. But I am going to list some groups and still, it won't be all of them. So there's Patch, Early On, Police Accountability and Community Helpline, Andy's Youth, Justice Coalition for Andy Lopez, Police Brutality Coalition, North Bay Organizing Project, SCOOP, the Sonoma County Community Oversight of Police, Love and Light, Sonoma County Democratic Party, ACLU, HPeace, Uplifting Black Leaders, Sonoma County Commission on Human Rights, and so many more. But what's important is to understand that it takes groups, it takes individuals, it takes some working behind the scenes, some pushing elected representatives, some out in front and loud in the street, and absolutely everything in between. Because it's a multiplicity of tactics that will appeal to the broadest range of people. You never know who's out there that's going to be attracted by this tactic and who's going to be attracted by that. And so that's why you need all these different people and groups. Well, I want to add two. I'd like to add. I'd like to add two groups. Okay. I'd like to add KBBF 89.1 FM. Yes, absolutely. And what I'd like to say right now, it's a perfect, perfect moment. I was hoping for a perfect moment to congratulations, <laughs> uh, congratulations to our president, Alicia Sanchez, and our secretary, uh, Michelle Morales, for celebrating 10 years of commitment yeah. to KBBF yeah. to make all this yeah. possible. I also yeah. want to, I also want to acknowledge the National Organization for Women. And I also want to acknowledge uh, a dear friend of mine 
behind Leslie Graves for some of the yeah. stuff that she's done. I mean, I we, I oh, know yeah, we're not su- I mean. we're not supposed <laughs> to mention you know we, uh, there's so many names. Yeah, I'm trying not to, <laughs> uh, but I, I I just had to do that. By the way, Leslie's yeah. going to be taking over for me for the Sonoma County Snippet Santa Rosa Snippet. So I'm really oh, excited. Right. You know, that's Susan, right. so, I want. I, I had one more. Can I just say one go, more thing? Go ahead, Bob. and and that is I want to reiterate what you've been saying, and that this conversation. And Iolero and Measure P don't even take place without activists. It just wasn't going to happen. And sadly, the other thing is it doesn't seem to be able to happen without great loss. So we can say Jeremiah Chass or Andy Lopez or Trayvon Martin or Branch Roth or George Floyd or Breonna Taylor. We know it goes much, much farther. That's why activists were working in the late 90s. But it's it's really sad to to realize that it takes these deaths to get us going and make these things happen. And I'm not sure what we can do about that to well, you know, you know, do something preemptively. Sometimes, sometimes that's what it takes. I mean, it takes. I know, I know. It takes what it takes, and you know, and you know, it's it's really interesting. I mean, for for myself, for myself personally, you know, I mean, my dear friend Val Greenbeck, her her son Jesse, when he was shot, that was the first yeah. time that that I ever heard or felt or, or or saw that something like that could happen in our community exactly and and it was in hamilton yeah, yeah very it was very it was it was it was stunning to me i even said at that time to ken i said you know ken you live long enough everything happens you know you get to see almost everything take place it was a shock and 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 another thing about but andy lopez you know oftentimes you know what we what we did is we, the activism was just incredible and the and the hurts and the and the disrespect that was shown and yet people continue to persist and say no mm-hmm. and one of the yeah. one of my goals was personally was especially after i met andy lopez's mother and i had that this, that experience with her when i said to her i will work as hard as i can to make sure that your son has not died in vain and to yeah. be honest with you i feel when measure p passed i felt a certain level of peace I felt like like something big had been accomplished in the name of mm-hmm. this young boy mm-hmm. and in the name of all those people who were on that list. I think I forget how many there were. There were quite a few. Was, I mean, it was over ninety. I thought. I mean, I remember. Well, I could, at this at this point, it's it's well. The list goes back to the mid nineties, and I think it's a hundred and nine. Yeah, something like that. And when I first saw when I saw the list, I was really, I was really, really shocked. Well, you know, that was the whole point of this interview to acknowledge to acknowledge people to acknowledge the fact that we did pass it. It wasn't just it wasn't just politicians. It wasn't just grassroots. It was everybody. And the yeah. and the foundation though came from the community and right. A big part of that foundation came from young people and these mm-hmm. youth. I mean, I remember when we went to the sheriff's department and those guns were pointed down at us. Right. Yeah, I exactly. will never forget that as long as I live. I yeah. said, oh, my God. I thought to myself, what would my grandmother, who, when I asked her why she voted, she says, oh, Elaine, you know, here she came from, from pogroms in Russia. And she says, oh, I vote because in America, no police will ever bang down your door. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, here we are. Yeah, right <laughs> 
you know, yeah, here we are. <laughs> you know, Grandma. You know, how did how did this happen? And also, you know, I want I I have to do another shout out, and that's to the the election of of uh, of young uh, of uh, Eddie Alvarez. I mean, that was another thing about grassroots getting together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it, it, so many factors were against him, and yet because yep. the people because the people spoke. And that's the value of the vote. You know, when people say, oh, my vote doesn't count. Well, they want you to believe if nobody voted, if that 66 percent did not come out in favor of Measure P, we would not have Measure P. No matter what the struggle is, we have a foundation to work on. We yes, have a foundation and, to move on. And, but as, as you mentioned earlier to Pat, um, it's, it's very difficult for people and uh, groups to accept change, and we're going to find that with the sheriff's department, the sheriff's office. You know, that he's talking about his lawsuits and what he's going to, to try to make sure doesn't happen. And though you and I know he has been saying, oh, yes, I believe in oversight, we, we've been to too many meetings to believe that. Well, remember, we passed Measure P, and P, the first letter, the first word that I think of in P with, uh, with, with Sheriff Essex is patience. Patience, <laughs> patience, persistence, and yeah. a lot of pushing. Yeah. A, a lot of pushing. That's what P stands for. I like that. Patience, persistence. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I think what people don't know is that he keeps saying, well, we weren't included, we weren't included, and yet, he actually excluded the, himself from the conversation. That he was, he had a representative that every CAC meeting, the, you know, the Community Advisory Council meeting of Iolero, until he didn't like, until it wasn't going the way he wanted, and then he said, "Well, I'm, you know, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home, and I'm not going to do this." And that was his decision. Well, it sounds like it sounds yeah. like all the forces were against that decision, and 66 yeah. percent. Actually, uh, Pat told me it was uh, something like. Uh, wait a minute. Well, well, that's seventy seventy five percent of the the voters voted, but sixty six was what it came to for. 66% voted for. Amazing. Uh, well, Susan Lamont, we've come to the end of the segment. Yep. I'm so sorry that I have to cut you off so soon. It's but okay. But you I did. just want to say to people, we have to keep working because there's a lot more to do. And much of this county is in cities that do not have oversight. There's more to do. Well, one step at a time. And I oh, have, exactly. Yeah. And I have total confidence with you at the realm, my dear. <laughs> I know it's going to happen. So thank you, Susan Lamont. And thank okay, you. For, thank and you. also Kathleen Finnegan. I want to do a little shout out for her. She's uh-huh. written. She yeah. wrote so many great letters to the editor and just right, right. did so many different things. So thank you so much. Thank you so much yeah. for being on Women's Spaces. Okay. Thank you. My Thanks pleasure. for always having me. Right. Oh, I love you, right. Susan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Well, folks, that's it for our show. Wow, what a powerful show. I loved every Monday. I love Susan Lamont. I love Pat Sabo. I mean, I feel like there's such strong women in our community. We should be so proud of them. Well, that's it. Like I said, a special thank you to Pat Sabo, a party chair of the Central Committee for the Democratic Party of Sonoma County, and activist Susan Lamont, who was at the helm. I mean, we went to meeting after meeting after meeting. We went to the meetings of the task force, to the to the different committees they formed to the Board of Supervisors. I mean, we were there with 
20 to 30 active people that were there constantly. Anyway, this is Elaine B. Holt. You've been listening to Women's Spaces. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, our children are the future. We must never lose sight of that. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to being with you the next The previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, November 9th, 2020.